The number you have reached, 980-666-8182. Is in service. And ready to receive. Thank you. They should have been way bigger. I think I've seen them. I had to insert it somewhere. No, but they could fit in a few. It does not fit at all. You want me to just grab one? This is yes, yes. Mad Mad Are we, uh, I, I don't mean to, I don't know if we come back here. Are we rolling? Not even. Shall we, shall we start? Not even. Shall we begin? And begin. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We're rolling for 14 minutes. Holy shitballs. So, this is going to be a dysfunctional episode. This will be like our Pulp Fiction episode. We're going to start in the middle and work our way backwards. Welcome back to Mel Nerdery. It is the Billiam. Hey, hey, what's up? It is the Russell. Howdy. And it is yours truly. We're back. We have another episode. We have been talking about several different bands on this podcast, as you will know. Oh, before I get into that, we have some news. We have a phone number that you can call and you can leave us a message. You can tell us what you think of the show. You can give us show ideas. You can give us feedback. You can just say something outlandishly ridiculous and we'll play it on the air. The number is area code 980-666-8182. That's 980-666-8182. 980-666-8182. Call now. Metal Nerdery. 980-666-8182. What is it? 980. That number again. 666-8182. You are number six. That's 980-666-8182. I am not a number. All uh, right. <sighs> not that you've ever done anything excessively, so. <laughs> nah. Yeah, not at all. But you know what? They're not going to forget that fucking number, are they? No. Damn right. They're not. They'll be driving to work. <laughs> just Cussing you. Oh. <laughs> oh, we need a jingle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we totally don't. Oh, yeah. No. We could, but we don't. Yeah. But it would be funny. No. So, uh, welcome back. Obscure Underground Thrash. Yeah, bands that we've talked about plenty of times. Uh, each of us have our favorite obscure thrash bands because, you know, back in the day when thrash was fresh and new and exciting. Exciting. Well, it still is exciting, is. but we were always trying to find the shit that our friends didn't have yet. You know what I mean? That was, out, that was the quest. I was out thrashing my buddies, you know. Like, oh, but it was like you could turn them on to it because it's like, dude, if you're forbidden, what? Yeah. No, dude, listen to this. And then you listen to like Forbidden Evil. I was like, oh my God. I have a new favorite band. Yes. And then yeah. you would tell everybody else you knew. And then every time you go out to the record stores, you'd like look to see if you could find like the CD or the actual vinyl or the tape and snag it. Right. So when we first started listening to Thrash, you know, bands like Metallica, Slayer, Exodus, Megadeth, Anthrax, blah, 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 Testament, they weren't mainstream by any means but they became mainstream in the thrash genre so we would it wasn't scary enough anymore for scary us enough. you know it wasn't it wasn't satanic enough or loud enough or it was whatever. like a drug it literally yeah. became like a drug so we had to find heavier shit faster shit and louder and or just different in general so uh but it was always good though because every right. time we'd find something if it was notable 
Like I remember when Beneath the Remains came out and people had like shirts on and shit, and, and that was still considered very much underground or death. Yeah, yeah. death too. Death was very underground. That's, fuck, I'll put that. I've got a list here in front of me of all these crazy bands. Hopefully, I don't know how coordinated Billiam's tentacles are, but we've got a ton of bands here. It sounded like so, tentacles, didn't it? Tentacles. That's right. Sorry. So, um, what are you guys? A couple, three. Um, well, I'm going to start with mine because I've been begging for this. For, I know. It's coming. Since, <laughs> since I started with you fellers, I've been talking about this band. And by you golly, haven't paid attention to me yet, damn it. Come Rigor on. Mortis from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. Uh, awesome. Yeah, they, they were coming up the scene same time as Pantera. And at the time... Pantera were still wearing spandex and hairspray. Now, when you say Pantera, you're talking about pre Cowboys. You're talking like '80s. I'm talking pre power metal, pre uh, Phil Anselmo. I mean, it was so like I Am the Night, yeah, Projects in the Jungle and stuff like that, like older glam style Pantera, right? right. Okay. And you know, Rigor Mortis would do, uh, actually it was Bruce Corbett on vocals, Mike Scacia on guitar, who also played for uh, Ministry. Uh, on bass, you had Casey Orr from uh, also Guar. But um, I got introduced to Rigor Mortis, not by any metal fan. Uh, it was actually a, a female friend from high school. Her dad worked oh, for Capitol Records. And she knew I was into thrash metal and, and oh um, jackpot right and for and, real and it was like one Baby, of the first CDs I, I ever owned. It was like I don't even know if I had a CD player like yet. a promo copy or yeah. something. Oh, that's sweet. And man. She that gave would be me awesome. Yeah. And then holy shit, yeah, so jackpot. I, yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's the one I want to hear too. Body, yeah. yeah, bodily dismemberment yeah. by rigor mortis. But the first time I ever heard this now. Again, it was kind of Metallica and that stuff is all I'd heard so far. So this was really the first uh, horror thrash or scary thrash besides Slayer. I, I was going to say, I remember one time, I think you, when you mentioned it before, you, you mentioned like horror thrash. And I thought about that. All their songs are horror movies. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're all based off of horror movies. Yeah. Um, Nixon turned me on to these guys. And yeah. And just I mean, just the instrumental. The, the guys are amazing musicians. Uh, they're fast as shit. The singer, you know, he's not a great singer, but he was he scary. Fit, oh, oh yeah, he's scary. He sounds like a horror movie. I mean, that's that's you get the visual of a horror film. Let's see if it this. measures up Word. or matches. I'm sure it'll measure up. It's 980 6886 Yeah. It's different. Last week coming here too. I'm kidding. Dang it.
Totally reminds me of Record Film. Yeah. remember what the that's trash for sure yeah it's just the instrumentation and the playing even the vibe like that that's like what you were saying like with the sound of the songs and yeah. even his vocals it just does create when he that comes atmosphere in, he sounds like a horror movie villain yeah you know what i mean yeah. like he's a carnival barker explaining what's going on but it's like you said like the way it matches like with the album art even it just yeah. kind of is like a one yeah i, like I never goes figured out why they didn't make it bigger um yeah, no, it's then terrible. Did. Well, yeah. on their first tour for this album, they fired uh, Bruce Corbett, or he left. I don't really know what the deal is. There is a... Uh, yeah, there's a doc on Amazon Prime. Yeah, there's yeah. a doc on it. And, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Everybody check but they kind of end it after this album. They don't go into Freaks, which was their next well, release. Do you think yeah. that, that that was, for whatever reason, that one with him was better than the other? No, that's why I, I really don't. Bigger, or you think... Di- they're different because okay that one was all well the next one's horror movie stuff too go, go to freaks um this is bruce no excuse me doyle bright on vocals if i'm not mistaken it's a different vibe but it's similar that vibe factor to it. Yeah, you tell it's the yeah. same guitar player. You know what else kind of sounds like? Carnivore. Yeah, a little bit. Vocally. Yeah. Well, even just like the intensity and... Oh, it's a good scream right here real quick. Thank you for thank you for patronizing me there. No man, patronizing. I, I like them too for sure. That's good shit. They did make another album after that, and I I, I want to say that they kind of made up with the previous singer, and that maybe both singers were on an album uh, because uh, Doyle Bright started playing guitar with him as well. And I think Bruce Corbett came back and did this. This is stuff. released later, right? Yeah, 2014's. Yeah, Slaves to the Grave. I th- I think this is the one where they had everybody. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 
And this was right before Mike Skacia passed away, I think. Is there one on this that tickles your fancy in particular? Uh, or are you familiar? Uh, no, I've heard Flesh for Flies. I've heard Poltergeist, the first song. Do you have a particular favorite? I just grab one. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of these right here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we call that timing in the business. And that was perfect fucking timing. <laughs> I kind of feel like Bill's editing all this shit. It's like, ding, light bulb, separate folder. Here comes the sizzle reel. This is Bloodbath. Rigor Mortis, stage three. Damn. This is after my station. It's got that old school feel to it, too. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It's badass. I like it's cool. It. It's cool that they have something new. Because, I mean, a lot of those older bands, that's kind of the thing, like with a lot of those old bands from the 80s that were obscure that we loved. It's like some of them are still going and they're putting out new shit. Yeah, and you know, by new that was 2014. Yeah. But that's still new to us. Well, like when Forbidden came out with Omega Wave back in 2010, which was still as badass as even you know the first two put together. Like it could have come after that. Yeah, they should have been way bigger. Forbidden. I think we've probably bitched about that on this show quite a bit ourselves. What you got there, Billy? More rigor mortis. Well, this Martin was 91 versus the earth okay this one had doyle bright uh on vocals this as well. is more like back in the day style yeah this would have been right after freaks is this an ep or a full album 12 songs oh it's full album god I, I can't believe i don't have this one believe it how dare you i'm such a how dare me no nothing don't deny the power of your belief system russell don't deny the power of satan oh uh, just grab grab you one of them right there <laughs> Pull it up close. This is the rack. Yo, check out the rack. You're definitely busy on those ribs, man. Sounds like an organ on this. That's a lot going. That's like perfect choreography. You're like all those harmonies, all that shit. That's badass. Yeah.
instrumental. Bruce Corbett passed away in 2019. Uh, Mike Skasia, I believe, died in 2014. He actually died before the release of Slave, Slaves to the Grave, which that didn't sound like him on guitar, so I'm guessing he didn't play guitar on that. God, he died of a heart attack while performing on stage in 2012. Holy shit. Damn. I, I bet he was with ministry. I bet. I mean, that's a night, folks. We're out. Man, that that's was, a hard man, out. He was so freaking fast on that double picking now. That that, that's great. got. I mean, it, depending on how you do it, if you're yeah. doing it even with your wrist, that's yeah. that's a lot of work. And if yeah. you're doing all that kind of work, those are not just easy ACDC. You know? no. Okay, yeah, it's like no. Hold on, I got to focus. Give me my Adderall. Okay, we get seated and settled. That takes a lot of practice to do that. Definitely, or at least a lot of Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> or both. I was gonna say masturbation. But that works too. <laughs> Look, man, I, you're not gonna find the answers. I've done all the drugs and all the masturbation, and there's no enlightenment there. I don't know why. I've tried. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, going off topic a little. Uh, listening the first time I ever heard Ministry, I heard the song "Thieves and Liars." Yeah, and that really fast picking, and I didn't. I, Never put the two together. I didn't know I didn't Mike Skasia was their guitar yeah, player until years later when I saw him live. You didn't hear it like in the phrasing? Like, didn't something sound weirdly familiar? Like, I feel like I've heard that. Because sometimes I'll get that if I hear yeah. somebody and I find out they've been in another band. I'm like, now I hear it. Now I get it. Well, I guess there was so much industrial noise going on with that at song. That at that yeah. time, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I just thought it was a new band. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. So, anyway, that was my first entry to the obscure thrash metal the obscure yeah what you got for us there matthew um i was leaning towards either corner or forced entry actually both of those both well kind of the same deal because they were both like extremely technical music wise and it was that was always the deal with thrash it was like how technical can you get right sure crunchy ball riffs are great and all but and that's cool but do you have technical crunchy ball riffs? Yeah. So basically, in a weird way, I guess you could say that the ultra obscure underground thrash of the heyday back in the day was like ultra technical crunchy ball riff core. <laughs> Is that too much? I just put the ultra technical in there. It's basically crunchy ball riff core, but it's ultra technical. I mean, that shit was technical. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because like those rigor mortis riffs, those are not just easy riffs. And no. Forced entry was kind of like that, and coroner. Um, actually, like go to could you go to punishment for decadence? How about masked jackal? Beauty. Kind of forgot about these guys. Coroner, yeah, they're bad. They're always killer.
dude's playing bass and singing. He's playing that. <laughs> Give him his fucking cape. So many changes and stuff. And turn the vocals up on him a little bit. Yeah, in the mix. He's a little in, in the back of the mix. Well, if you go to, um, I think it's on the next out or Blanken yeah. oh, Mental Vortex. Mental Vortex. Picture of uh, you know uh, Psycho Boy. What's his name? What's his name? What the fuck is his name? Uh, Norman Bates. Yes, sir. That's the name. Go up to uh, Divine Step. It's got a little bit of a soft intro, but it's worth it. Even your soft intros. It's fine. Just wait till it kicks in. How long is this soft intro? It's been a while since I listened to this one. Charge up the another on, eight seconds, maybe. Maybe nine seconds. There it is. Forbidden was on the, the ultimate or the no. ultimate revenge. No. no, they weren't on there. No. For some reason, I feel like I've seen them. Was it a Noise Records thing? Maybe I think they were on Noise Records, and I think Forbidden might have been related to that somehow. Sorry, it was an night burp. A little heartburny. That sound, man. Right, it takes you right back. Oh yeah, so much of those years of my life are blurry, but for some reason, I have <laughs> a feeling I've seen them. Corner, yeah, like actually live in yeah. concert. I think I've seen them. I just can't place it or like on tour or like in a, in a show. At a show, no, I didn't mean that. Way. No, no, those are at both a concert. The same. At I meant a like, a, like a video concert. Okay, at a yeah. concert show tour, a concert show tour. Yeah, that's who that was. Okay, well. forbidden faith or fear, death, dark angel, and reading. Got it. Yes, I had that tape for a compilation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that. That would have been back then. That would have been like the Holy Grail. Of, yeah. <gasps> they're all in one place. Right. Really? It was almost like you didn't give a shit if you already had like I've I've got three cassettes. It's got the same song on it, but this is one that, that has that song and other shit I haven't heard. So I gotta have this one too. Yes. So you have like eight million different copies of it, but yeah. it didn't matter. 
Holy shit. You know what's crazy? I got to say it. I have to say it because we haven't said it yet on this episode, and it's totally, totally tangential. Don't do it. Don't do it. Back up, Bill. Wait a minute. (laughs) I just happened to notice we're looking at the release date of Mental Vortex. It was August 12th, 1991. You know what that means. It's an accidental Black Album reference. Sorry, I had to say it. Yeah, that's when the Black Album came out. And how do you know this? I'm weirdly autistical that way. I think I need to get diagnosed, but I feel like I might be. Um, You know, the last episode, there was no reference. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I I think there was. I'm going to put one in. (laughs) You can put it in the notes, but it's not in. When somebody listens to it, it will not be there. (laughs) That'll be like the that'll be like that mystical episode. It's like it's a fucking unicorn. <laughs> metal nerdery trivia. It's like what episode did not have the actual black rap, black album reference? I thought we were gonna get through too, honestly. I, I was <laughs> yeah, no, here. I, was, yeah. I had to insert it somewhere. I was rooting. Oh, what was that? What? I had to insert it somewhere. Not <laughs> <laughs> <That> even that <laughs> was dumb. Stupid much, say. Oh shit, what was the name? See, I'm thinking now, like, track listing. Like, okay, what was the first one? As Above, So Below. Yeah. Macrocosm, Microcosm. Numero Trace. So that's not the song I was thinking of, but... I like it. There we go. It was the first one I was thinking of. First track, if you don't mind, Bill, that bone cracking fever. It's equally as technically insane, I think. Yeah, that's. Is that too insane for you? No, it's kind of like Rothschild, you know. So yeah. 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 Well, like progressive Yeah. It's experimental kind of like almost. Experimental. Yeah. You can tell they're music students for sure. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. This is bone cracking fever. Sorry, another soft intro. It's not that long, though. <laughs> Damn. That's not a lot. <clears throat> the song is, it's almost six minutes, but we're not going to play all of it. Oh, 
know what it's like to play those kind of riffs. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, that's sick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speeding up. Yep. It's busy as shit, man. too technical for their own good that's oh, what it is that was for us music nerds yeah that was like the sound we of love God that shit. speakers oh yeah like, how the fuck man it's like how do you play that but yeah. that's that's guitar yeah. porn i mean that's, that is guitar porn. you know that was gratuitous guitar yeah porn. that's for people like us to go what the but like mainstream will be it, it doesn't catch the ear you know but that, I mean? that's yeah. that's what always pissed me off because like yeah. me and adam would talk about like all these killer like them yeah all these killer bands and it's like Fuck! Why doesn't more people? Know? It's like I wanted Metallica to like start taking these guys out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, we would have done that, but you know, those guys chew a lot of fucking gum. Hey, guys, it's lost. Uh, go, go check out Metal Notary. Go buy this shit at metalnotary.com slash merch, and uh, also send me some gum. It's Trident Vibes. It's like tropical. But yeah, they should have taken them out because like bands like that, even like Nuclear Assault, they kind of had that same sort of underground sound. But it's like more people need to know. Yeah, not enough people know, and then. Two albums later. See you. Yeah. Which is sad. That was bad. Here comes Pearl. Right. I thought you guys would like that a lot. Yeah, that was good shit. Good call. Good I call. I enjoyed Matthew. that. Alien, would you like to offer up one? A personal favorite? Obscure uh, one from the 80s? Yeah, it's got to be the accused for me. And a boy. <laughs> and a boy. I do want to hear more of the accused. What I've, liked, what I've heard I've liked thus far. What I really liked about them is from their first album to their last, you can hear the progression of their instrument, instrument, instrumentation, instrumentality. Yeah. They just got better. They got better and better. Well, that's natural. Any artist yeah. is going to do that. Of course. But when albums. they first started, they were like almost bad punk. Like, like super technical style or when they first started that, or like shit music. Like they weren't great. Not shit. I'm not shitting on yeah. punk. I'm just, yeah. okay. They weren't great, but, uh, like their last EP was ridiculous. Good. Pounding nails and the lid of your coffin. Love this fucking song. Accused. This is one of those can't be loud enough. For real. That's badass. It's more riffs. It's more riffs. Yeah. 
That's so fun. Yeah, it's like they're just fun. It's like anytime you hear that kind of level of technical proficiency, it's just you can't help but just giggle. And that and what I was trying to say about their first albums, they are technical, but they're just not clean yet. You know what I mean? They hadn't got it. They hadn't found their sound. Yeah, their groove, so yeah. to speak. And they were kind of all over the place too, musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah like like this one, this voices. One, yeah, real. Throwbacks, yeah, kind of yeah, hardcore. Yeah, definitely not thrashy like the other one. Yeah. Fun stuff. Thrash tastical. Yeah, I love those guys. Let's see, um... <laughs> rape, not a love song. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole album. That's more fun than an open casket funeral. That is a great album. <laughs> Yes, yes, it great is. Great album, name. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a great album. Yeah, not a bad song on there. And that's Devil Woman by, who did that originally? It's a, it's a cover anyway. Splatter Rock. No, that's what they, Splatter Rock. That's what they called them, their genre. Yeah. They, they, Splatter Rock. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of an interesting, I guess that kind of goes back to like the horror metal thing, right? Yeah. Kind of in the same headspace. Halo of Flies. That's a good one. It's the first song I ever heard by him. What's the album there? More fun than an casket. <laughs> this was their second album, I think. Second or third. Like Angus, kind of sort of soul energy, yeah, just a little yeah. freak, yeah. Blame, yeah. Oh, I gotta hear the one, the best part of the song. And it's not a guitar song. <laughs> <laughs> this song is only like, it's only two minutes long. There's one part of this song that's kind of like the Ace of Spades part where it stops. Yeah. It's, it is just as cool. Very metal. I think it's right here. But see, this was much less technical than the I, I can hear that punk influence, though, because it does oh, yeah. have that kind of like high-speed punk. I mean, that's really kind of what Thrash evolved from was punk. The singer Blaine before the accused, he was in the Farts, which was a punk, what, big punk band uh, up in Seattle. The well, they were the Fags, the Farts, a couple other, and what's his name from GNR? Duff. Was Duff in, the McKagan was in those bands. Yeah, bass player. Duff McKagles. Yeah, but their later stuff got really technical. I don't know. Pretty. You damn can, cool. I, I see what you mean about the 
the progression because even like from the stuff we played before that, it kind of sounded a little bit. This isn't Blaine. This is the yeah, yeah. They Blaine left in like I got a frost real quick, gentlemen. Alrighty then. What was the one stiletto or something like that? It was like an EP. It had a few really hardcore. One of my favorites was um, Martha Splatterhead. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't find all their stuff. I found. Oh uh, yeah. I have it. It's just in a computer that's off. Hold on a second. I'll, oh. I'll pull it up on the... But yeah, they were just a f- crazy band. And the, when Blaine left, he started a band called Toe Tag. And I think they did... They had a few albums. I know for a fact the man owns a burger chain up in... Uh, or uh, Washington, uh, up in Seattle. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love this one. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. to walk in and that's the first thing you hear. Probably the most accurate descriptor of that would be like thrash punk. Yeah. Because you can hear the punk very clearly and you can hear the thrash pretty clearly. Right. It's got that whole mentality. Fun stuff. Nash. I got one for you, Billy. What you got there, tough guy? How about Rathchild America? Because every motherfucking person in the world should hurt them. That's a good call there, man. How about Gentleman Death? It's on, uh, it's on 3D. We gotta hear the intro to What's Your Pleasure just so Russell can have his mind blown. Worse for me. <laughs> hey man, at least you're gonna get blown on this Friday oh, night, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Hey now, come on now. What I control, man. Can you count? God. Show off. <laughs> And then 
goodness. Such obscure goodness. Those guys are ridiculous. They were they were so awesome. I I was that was like my one wish in life. I'd be like, I want them to get huge and they came out wrong. (laughs) Wait, what was that? What? You can listen to it, it's the drive. (laughs) Some other others on there on the list you wanna look at? Oh, we have to make mention of so we found a listicle of uh on the internet by the way it's ratemusic.com it's their list of obscure thrash metal releases and we're not going to beat this thing like a dead horse but one thing we did want to speak to is that they referenced Ghost Story which is an old Atlanta thrash band from back in the day they referenced their uh, I guess it'd be demo or EP The Image and Reality which came out back in 1990 so hail Thank you, Ghost Story, for that music, because that music was a blessing. It was a blessing. And I do have some of that shit at home, and maybe when we do another one of these, I'll bring it, or even I'll bring it for the next time. I've got an old tape somewhere. You do? I've got, like, an audio file, so it's like I could... Well, I'm pals. Mail it to you. One of the guitar players who lives, actually, uh, locally here, and I'll send him a Facebook message. Maybe he has some digital versions that he wouldn't mind uh, letting us share with the world. Yeah. That's the Alex uh, Ooh of approval. Yeah. Chris Baker of Ghost Story, who played with uh, the band Atheist for years. I remember Atheist. Yeah. They're a good one. More kind of like technical death metal. A lot of those technical bands, I guess, unless you were a musician, I guess they just went kind of over people's heads. Yeah, because well, like all the musicians love those bands here. Yeah, but, there, but, but there's, I've, I've seen photos on his Facebook page where they're playing in front of a hundred thousand people in no, no, no. Europe. I was, I was talking about just like how oh. like metalheads, yeah. like metalhead musicians, love the technical right. shit and all that. But then it's like the ones, yeah. Anyway. He said they would go over there and he'd be sitting at a table all day signing autographs, you know. Wow. And then they come to Atlanta and play in front of 50 just, people at the masquerade. Right. <laughs> That's just still mind-blowing to see them on a list on the internet. Oh, Back in the day, it was like, these guys should have been fucking huge. Oh, yeah, and they, they never were, were. They were so good. Because when I can get some audio of that, yeah, got to hear it. I'll see if he'll, I'll, I'll ask Mr. Baker if he'll share some with us. Who are nice. some other? How about a little Violence what? Eternal Nightmare? Oh, that'd be fun. And they got a new album coming out soon. It's also, Violence is also tangentially connected to Machine Head. Which we still need to do a show on. Yeah, and by the way, in case you guys forgot, we've got a phone number. You can leave us a message. Call us at 980-666-8182. That's 980-666-8182. 980-666-8182. Okay, that's enough. And leave us a message, <laughs> some comments, some lunacy, whatever you want to say. Just leave it. And we'll make you famous. Yeah, we'll play it on the air. Might even have a contest at some point. I remember hearing this on Wreckage and it blew my mind. Balls. Which one do you want to hear? Uh, the title track, please. Eternal Nightmare. <laughs> Cool. 
badass. But wait. It's the part right before the chorus. It's the... Yeah, it's fast as shit. It's like you think about this, you hear this, it's like you hear the bass player back there, like he's he's not just sitting back like some virtuoso bass guy like Ian Hill. He's really he's he's really working it there, you know. That had a ride to the lightning kind of sound to it to me. You think? Yeah. Their second album, which I think was their only other album, um Oppressing the Masses had a little bit different production. Well, Sharper, I think. I don't know if that was her first one with a major label or not. It too was. This one was Megaforce. That one was. I think the other one might have been connected to Megaforce, but I know it was on a major label. Now, you want to hear the other one? Uh, yes. An MTV Headbangers Ball Marathon tour. Oh, a tour with Violets, Voivod, Exciter, and Artillery. Fucking Exciter's going to be there. It's awesome. Man. Yeah. Their new album has Bobby Gustafson on lead guitar. Really? Yeah. Bassist from Fear Factory, Christian Wolbers. That's the title track, Pressing the Masses, isn't it? Sharper production. Yeah. Uh, feels like being eighteen again, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, it's called that, senility. That was, that? Me- that was Megaforce Atlantic. So it was both. I noticed I had a release in August 2020 of a single. It's going to be on their upcoming album. Yeah, I think that's going to be on that most anticipated list of upcoming thrash albums, along with Exodus. Fuck, they're one that should have been bigger. Yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely growing, for sure. They've been growing growing confidence in the air. That's right. How about a little, say, a little nuclear assault? Hell to the years, yeah. Didn't mean to put the emphasis that way. Oh, while we're at it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the new F word. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> 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 I 
We uh, think they've uh, got quite a few albums here. How about yeah, you know, thinking "Handle with Care"? Or are you thinking "Game Over"? Handle with Care was a little more thrashy, I think. Yeah. Not, not the "Game Over" wasn't, but I guess it was a more refined new song. <laughs> I remember "Critical Mass." I think they had a video for it back in the day. Yeah, I like that one a lot. You want to hear that one? Sure. Sure. Billy's such an engineering genius. Hail. Thrash core. Is that the new core? Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know if we already had an existing. That's core. at least where the drums are. Yeah. <laughs> In a warehouse. Amen. It almost got to the point, music-wise, back in the day, where it was like trying to keep up with technology. It's like you'd, you'd find, okay, I just found these 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 next three bands, and it's like your friend comes to school, oh, here's six more I found. Fuck, man, I gotta get a job now to have money to go buy music. Mm-hmm. Turning this into a habit, man. I remember that. I always think Death Angel should have been My bigger, car paychecks would go to music. And <laughs> That's what mom went to. Relaxers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Speeder why, or uppers. Right on, right on man. Why, why wouldn't you, you know? What about um, what about a DRI track? I would concur with that. The one with the yellow album cover. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was called. I think that was, was it Thrash? No, Thrash, Thrash Zone was the after one. I think that was Crossover? Yeah, Thrash Zone. Thrash. That's the one. Yeah. And I know they've got several, and I know that's... That's like, one I'm most familiar okay. with. First song is Thrash Hard. What's that? Thrashard. <laughs> <laughs> Beneath the Wheel is a good one. That's, every song on that album is good. I used to listen to that thing from beginning what, to what, end. What's a memorable one? The most memorable Oh yeah, this is pit music. This is mosh pit. So got the breakdown.
I mean, that's kind of their story. It was like, it was just mosh music. You yeah. Know? yeah. I kind of get that. Yeah. I mean, that is a big part of thrash. Oh, yeah. Without the mosh parts, there would be no thrash. It's kind of like with riffs. I just, I remember that album sounded really good on my stereo. I just remember this, it, the production of this album sounded really good on a loud car stereo. I don't think they were making awesome. fun of, I think it was that whole crossover thing. Like they were trying to blend like the skate style stuff with like other thrash. Feel the words. Which means shut the fuck up. These guys from Chicago, I think. Chicago. They were a bit of way off. <laughs> Don't hurt. Chicago. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Thank you for that, JC. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Oh, is that an instrumental? Now I get it. That makes the words. <sighs> I'm a fucking smart one, you know? <laughs> a lot of people don't think you can look like me and have the same kind of intellect, but it's possible. <laughs> it's totally possible. It's hard to believe. Shall we, uh, are we like, what, 28 hours in? Or? Uh, we're getting close. Well, let's scroll through a little bit more, and then we'll call it a day. I bet I know what Billiam's going to close with. Well... I have a feeling. Let's see. So we've got Possessed, Tankard, The Frost. The Frost, Hail. Yep. Those are all obscure. I would yeah, say. I would Agreed, say. Indeed. Yeah. It's the Sabbath. Of course, we did a dive on some Sabbath. Yes, we did. And that was badass. Yes, indeed. And of course, the next one next to Sabbath is yeah, Forbidden. A Metal Nerdery Favorato. Si, Senor. Exciter. Exciter since 1978. Exciter, Exciter, Exciter. That's right. Razor, Razor, Razor. Three times. Uh, the Flotsam and Jetsam, they were... I would they call were them really good. somewhat obscure. Yeah, they were yeah. obscure. Well, thanks to Jason Newsted signing Black gig. Sabbath is an obscure thrash band. Obscure? For sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's on the list. I mean, Thrash, uh, of the Universe, I guess uh, Children of the Grave, maybe-ish. Venom, Agnostic Front. How about uh, is it Cryptic Slaughter? That's the that's the other one. It seems like I'd always heard talk about. Or are they more like punk? How about some Agnostic Front? I'm thinking that Agnostic was a good start. You're thinking what? That would be a good good finish. <laughs> yeah, a good asleep. finish. I believe they started more punk and then kind of moved into the thrashier. They evolved kind of that same like way. suicidal. Okay. I'm not mistaken. I just know they had really cool shirts. I couldn't tell you what they sounded like. I always thought they were more like kind of hardcore style, but not so much like old school thrash, but kind of leaning, like maybe have a toe in the thrash pond. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like a little bit of a, just a touch. I want a 2019. Yeah, we want that. We want some old skew. That's way old school. 84? 84. Give it a fucking play. Yeah. You want, what, you, want to just, you want me to just grab one? Which one do you want me to God, grab? God, they're all a minute long. 
That's all punk, I guarantee you. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. And especially 84. Yeah. Judging it by its size? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? And look, it's only a minute long, isn't it? Fascist, fascist <laughs> little fella. Fascist attitudes. Uh, well, let's do the opener, aka okay. Victim in Pain. There it is. Yeah, so it is I like, like crossover. It. I like it a lot. Also, yeah. it was uh, Rat Cage Records. Come on, yeah, come on, Rat Cage Records, eighty four. So now, so is crossover a combination of thrash and hardcore, or thrash and punk? Um, I think you should reference um, a different episode that we did. Jesus, come on! Oh, the core is it another core? It's a thrash core. Yes, it's thrash core, thrash core core. What a fucking genius. Similar to the Crow Mag and. Uh, well, they were in that New York scene, I believe. Agnostic Front. That would be yeah. um, episode 84. Oh, right Righto. Righto. Forgot about the calls. Sorry if you didn't. Sorry did I forgot about the calls. It was really rallying for the core. Yeah, how about, let's do a, let's play a couple more on these guys. Yeah, because they're only like 10 seconds long. Okay, let's go to their, uh, I think, Injustice for All. Yeah, they have one called Liberty and Justice for All. I think uh, it was... That was 87. Yeah, a little bit more developed. Calls for Alarm. That one seems to ring a bell. Calls for Alarm. I yeah. know I saw the shirt. I think I do remember what you're saying about the shirts. I remember at the time, like, because there was always the thrash bands that we liked, like the ones with the Forbiddens and the mm. super thrashy instrumentals. Try the Eliminator. But they always had that whole punk, punk thrash core. Punk thrash hardcore. Thrash punk hardcore. This one had more of a metal sound to it, I think. This is their second record. Yeah. Yeah, you got some. Yeah, that sounds more like thrash. Yeah. Big piss, this is good. Fuck yeah, I'm doing this. This is good shit. (laughs) (laughs) He said fine, they're not good. I believe Hermas Christofferson had this album. Now that I'm thinking about it, I remember rocking this in my car, if I'm not mistaken. That Tommy is a blessing. He is a blessing. blessing. Yeah, I think they were at that deeper end of the pool that I wasn't really familiar with. Like, I knew a few people that had stuff like this, but it was, like, very much like with the the other. I remember him cranking that, killing his, my business, his business is fine. That was good shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we played that because that took me back. They've got a lot of good ones. Yeah. I just thought of something that we we must include. Maybe maybe we should close with this one: the cryptic sloth 
slaughter or slafter, depending on how you pronounce it. What? Because I've heard you guys talk about them, or Mixon talk about them. I'm just not super familiar, but they certainly sound fascinating. This was uh, 1986. Ah, oh, that's, that's like right in the peak. <laughs> That's awesome. It blows your mind here. <laughs> it's like being a kid again. Yeah, it's wreckage all day. Sudden death. Dickish thing to say, but it sounds like that drummer's having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first album. Come on. Well, that's us when we were 15. Yeah. 16. Right? What the fuck go there? Fast there. Anyway. Oh, that's fast. No, it's the transitions. Yeah. It sounds like it gets stuck almost. Maybe you did it on purpose. Might have done it behind. Or if they, they're cutting stuff. Oh no, there's not a. They're not using it. Like a metronome. Yeah, they're fucking tight though. All that for them this riff. Ah, there <laughs> Finally. Woo! Breather. weird it's like hearing all this stuff i'm like how the fuck did i miss all of this right same here yeah Yeah. because you can hear all this same shit like in all the big stuff the big bands that get signed and went on to fame and glory and all that stuff but you can hear all those elements in there and yeah i think we've gone a little long on this one but yeah but we'll have to 26 hours yeah we'll have to get back into the um, another volume i mean some more you know venom irx even morbid saint yeah, we definitely, definitely, I mean, definitely. Tons and tons and tons more. Yeah. So. Volume after volume. Well, we sure do appreciate y'all putting up with us. We sure do. Anyway, thank you for listening, and thank you for going down the path with us on this list of obscure underground metal. The path. Actually, obscure underground. The righteous one. Thrash metal. I hope you just have a great rest of your Thursday and a good Friday and the rest of your weekend as well. And I just, I just want to say this, just once, just once, I would like for someone to go up at an award show and accept their Grammy and say, I love Nutter Butters. I'd like to thank God, Dad, finished inside of Mom so I could be here tonight to accept this award. <laughs> Call us at 980-666-8182. Metal Nerdery Podcast, 980-666-8182. Call us, 980-666-8182. I'm not going to have the last word, am I? I don't think so. Have a good night. Y'all know why uh, Snoop Dogg carries an uh, umbrella? Why? For drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> you know why he carries a frying pan?
for sizzle. How do you find uh how do you find this? This one's good. This one's good. Hold on. Oh, this one's good. I'll yeah, check. Yeah. You're way off. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You gotta look for the fresh prince. Oh shut Oh boy. We're out. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> Hi everybody, this is Gazer, the butler, <laughs> listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy their shit at metalnerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to metalnerdery.com slash episodes, a podcast, or whatever the fuck it's called today. Right. But now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John Paul, George, and Ringo. Anyway, I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. Fresh Prince, damn. It sounded like it was going to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with it. They are like, oh, sir. Fresh Prince. I used to wear them out. I was up at 4.30 this morning. Tell me about it. Damn, really? And I, no nap after work. Red yeah. Foxes sound exactly like that. I know what's coming. Um, fuck, what's that song? Oh, I want them to get huge. That's one I'm most familiar with. Okay, you want what? You want to just just grab one? Judging it by its size? Yes, sir. It's fucking terrifying.